Welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice and a passion for lifelong vitality. I call midlife and menopause the passion portal, an initiation into the most vital, creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, from the Taoist perspective, your sexual energy, also known as your libido, is not just about sex, it's the foundation of everything. Your mental and physical health, your creativity, and so much more. It's your personal holy grail, your personal wellspring of vitality. And midlife is the perfect time to tap into it. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that support you in reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your inner goddess, and aligning with your true desires so that you can rebirth your life and rock your third chapter like a queen. If you're done feeling like you're being put out to pasture, you are in the right place. I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, we're in the midst of a renaissance here. A new way of being human on the planet is emerging and reclaiming our sensuality has everything to do with it. I believe that turned on seasoned women will lead the way in creating a new world where everyone gets to thrive. These are no ordinary times and you, my friend, are no ordinary woman. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am so thrilled to have you back if you've been here before. And if you're brand new to the show, big welcome to you as well. I'm really thrilled that you're here checking this out to see if it resonates, to see if this will support you in some way, shape or form. And if you listen to the intro, and I don't always listen to intros, to be honest, but if you did, you gathered that my work is about helping women heal their relationship to sensuality, their sensuality, so they could really truly reclaim their pleasure, really fill their cup, right? Fill our cup, I should say. This is an ongoing process. This is a lifelong yoga process, honestly. Still working, you know, working. I don't want that to sound heavy, but there's always more to uncover, more to unfold. And um, so we could really tap into the life force, creative energy of our orgasm, of our sexual energy, which is definitely not just about sex, it's um, the foundation of everything. So, really thrilled that you're here. So in this episode, I wanted to just, this will be a short and sweet one, actually. It's just going to be a quickie about, um, I want to just riff a little bit on the topic of why sustainable change takes sustainable passion. And I just want to share a little bit about um, my body's reaction to the news of Roe v. Wade. So I'm going to refer to that a bit and um, just kind of give you my experience of it you know, just for reference. And reason being is I want to share with you how I processed what was going on for me and what was the result of that, you know? And it has everything to do with um, sexual energy and sensuality, our emotions and passion. 
And this all comes from this idea of sustainable passion comes from something a teacher said to me years ago when I was going through a lot of intense emotion. I was kind of on a really rocky ride with menopause and there was a lot of things, there were a lot of things in my life that just weren't working. And I was just having a lot of rage, honestly, and resentment and things like that. And one thing she said that really struck me was, um, you know, rage is passion without a place to play. And that just gave me this insight that is kind of hard to explain just in words, but it's just kind of a lightning bolt moment, if you will, that, wow, I never really put that together before, the connection between emotion and our erotic power, our passion. And that just kind of opened up a whole new world for me when I started to explore that and really harnessing the power you know, of what I was experiencing emotionally and giving it a place to play you know, giving it a place to play. So I could harness the power of it. That's probably a better way to say it because that's kind of how it goes. But um, just to give you a very real time current <laughs> example of how, what that looks like. Yeah. Is when the news about Roe v. Wade, when that hit um, last week, that was last Friday, I'm recording this the following week, but I had been offline for the most part for two days. You see, every, um, well, twice a month, I, I run these temple sessions, these live temple sessions for the women in my program, Second Spring Queen. And I take my role of priestess very seriously. And so I like to really detox and um, do a media cleanse, especially media, mainstream media. I just take it out of my life for at least 24, usually 48 hours. And that's what I had done. I was you know, off the news, not even paying attention to what was going on in the world. So I could just do my own practice, go deep into my breathwork practice, my sensual movement practice, and my own um, yoni egg practice, right? So that I could just really, truly connect to my own essence and really strengthen my energy so that I have the juice to hold space for the women in my world, right? So I take it really seriously. And so I was off the grid and I had an appointment to um, hop online briefly for an interview with this amazing woman invited me to be on her Instagram live, which I was so thrilled. This will be my, fir my first ever Instagram live, right? So I said, yeah, that's, that feels good. I loved her energy. So I said, sure. So um, we had a designated time. We were hopping on and it was about 60 seconds really before we actually went live. She just popped in. We were private chatting before going live and she said, oh, yeah, we should probably just talk a little bit about Roe v. Wade. And I was like, what are you talking about? What happened? And so as she was, you know, get, getting the final tech piece all settled in or figured out, I hopped online real quick and well, I hopped on Google real quick and I said, oh my gosh, you know, wow. You know, that that's the first I heard of it. And well, I wasn't that surprised. I mean, yeah, kind of saw that coming, right? My body kind of went into a bit of a freeze or a numbness, a freeze. And, um, and again, we were like 60 seconds going, <laughs> 60 seconds going live. So the interview was fun and great and fine, but I literally had one foot in freeze and the other part of me was very present. The audio, I have to say on my end, if you do end up listening, I was really disappointed in how the audio went on my side. I don't know what I did wrong, but I felt bad about that. So if you do listen, it sounds pretty crappy, but anyway, um, and maybe you know that experience of being 
kind of partially frozen, but also being able to function. And I think that's a really common thing for modern women. And it's something that we learn to do probably as very young girls, you know, because this society that most of us grew up in is, you know, not at all conducive to us expressing ourselves fully as as female people, right? As as women. And there's so much there I could talk about. But I think at a very early age, we kind of learn to almost and sometimes it can be perceived as you're just so relaxed, you're so chill, but you're actually kind of in freeze. So in terms of say the polyvagal theory, it's called being in um the dorsal vagal state, which is um a highly active activated state of our nervous system. And it's a protection, right? We go into freeze to like, like, um, like a possum would play dead, right? So anyway, we went live and we had a great conversation. But um, yeah, I, I could feel my body. I've done a lot of awareness on my own body. So I could feel that I was in freeze. I used to not even be aware that I was in freeze. I was like, I could totally feel it still function, had a great conversation. It was beautiful. Um, and so after that, I was like, okay, I got to carve out some space so that I can, you know, really let my body process her experience of receiving this news. Because what hap- what would happen often, like before I had these skills, I'd go into my head and try to figure it out and, you know, um, get into conversations that would activate me more and nothing wrong with sharing and commiserating. That can be a really powerful and necessary thing to do. However, um, when we can really turn to the body, that's when we can come back into our power and create more power and resiliency, if that makes sense. So I'll just kind of give you um, an idea of what I did. So maybe it'll really land better. So uh, yeah, I just set up my space, um, put on a great playlist, had my you know yoni egg handy, but just started with some deep sensual breath work like we do in the temple. I basically gave myself a temple session, you know, of what I do with my with the women in my group. And I just started just really deeply breathing, right? Just breathing and just doing a body scan. Now if you listen to last week's episode, I talked a bit about the felt sense and getting good at noticing um what's going on in your body's experience. And that was like perfect timing before this hit because it's like, yeah, those are good skills to have. So, you know, I started breathing and just noticing on the physical level what I'm feeling, what, where, where is there any tension or any kind of sensation? And can I describe it in sensation? What is it? Is it, you know, heat? So I noticed I was at real strong clench in my jaw that felt mm, kind of icy. Yeah. And as I kept breathing and, you know, scanning my body and I just felt my solar plexus, it was like someone had punched me there really hard, but it felt like a fire. And I was just kind of tracking that, tracking the sensations and giving them permission to be there and just continuing to breathe in a rhythmic way. The rhythm can be really powerful. Just finding the rhythm that felt right to me, which was about, I don't know, four or five counts to inhale and exhale. And I was just breathing you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just sounding, allowing my body to just simply sound what she needed to sound. And yeah, and just just kept with that, keep breathing, keep sounding. And then I just kind of, I noticed I was starting to thaw out, and then I could start to feel some emotional energy come up. And it was anger, it was rage, it was, um, and some grief. So yeah, I just kept, breathing and allowing my body to respond to the breath 
you know, just starting to move my tail. And we call this tail dancing in the temple, but breathing and just allowing, you know, my body to respond to the breath, to the emotions and um, all this undulating um, sensual movement was just naturally happening. So my body was just kind of writhing, right? As I was sounding and breathing and coming into this like kind of deep erotic practice, erotic movement, sensual movement, um, you know, riding the waves of the breath, riding the waves of the emotion, and not with the intention of trying to change them, but just feel them. And then I could just start to feel the power of these emotions and just getting this like deeper insight, you know, of, of what our emotions really are and how, to, how we work with them. And I'm always getting insight on this, but this felt like really powerful. So it just all came in and I just, you know, felt really connected to my core, to my heart, to my love and to my womb, my womb space and my, my Shakti, my inner essence of Shakti. And it was a beautiful practice. And I just came out of that feeling so aligned and so empowered and so calm in a way, even though, yeah, the emotions were still there, but it was just like this beautiful recommitment to my work and to my path. And I felt like I had energy where before when I was in freeze, I felt my energy was really stuck you know? So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's so simple and yet so profound. And I feel that this kind of split between our emotions and our passion, it really it makes sense, you know, with the oppressive systems that we've all been operating under for thousands of years. It's, um, I really feel that our, our emotions, this is like the feminine, right? The wild feminine, our emotions and our our sexuality have have been simultaneously shamed for a reason because when they join together we we create alchemy right this is all about alchemizing our emotions rather than managing them fixing them which is more of a top down approach right this is um more of a a deeply feminine practice and you know the feminine when I say feminine, I mean full spectrum feminine, right? <laughs> Not just about soft and flowy and loving, and that's a deep part of it, a beautiful part of the energy. Um, there, but there's all this um, force of nature that we are as well, right? That tsunami energy or the volcano or the cyclone or the earthquake, right? I think I covered all four elements there, but we are elemental, and our connection to nature. Um, I think that's all woven in there, right? The connection to our emotions, allowing them to be, giving them permission to rise up and being met with the erotic just creates this, this, this alchemical cauldron, if you will, where we can, um, you know, move and to the next place where we'll just have insight of what is the right next move, which might be not moving at all. It might, it might be, I like to say, the, the snake coils before she strikes. So I just wanted to share that little process with you because, um, you know, when we do, again, just breathe the way we're designed to breathe naturally, which is, you know, full, deep, full body breaths into the womb 
and allowing our body to respond to the movement of the breath. If we really go there and feel it, you'll feel that, you know, your pelvis wants to do some move. If you're really deeply breathing into your womb space, that movement just naturally starts to happen over time. And, and again, just allowing whatever needs to come up to come up so that you can fully be empowered and tap into the wisdom, the, the, the beauty, the treasure of your emotions. They're really meant to, you know, be guideposts, I believe, and really, um, you know, guide us to our next step, guide us to, you know, what, what our true desires are, you know, what is that, that, that rage and that passion. And, um, it can be really clear what we don't want, but what do we want? And the more powerful the emotion is, the more we have to um, excavate, you know, the more treasure we have to play with in a sense. So giving our, our passion a place to play and getting clear on what we, we do want. What is the, the world that we want to create um, and having the juice to do it? Because this is going to take a lot of resiliency and a lot of energy and um, in my opinion, a lot of orgasm <laughs> and, you know, ways to resource ourselves so we can really be embodied and do what we came here to do. And that's going to be as unique as your fingerprints, right? Your emotions carry messages that are so specific to you. And only you can crack the code when you give yourself permission and space to breathe, to move, to feel and um, allow it to be erotic, you know? I think um, I just wanted to share that. All right, so that is all for this episode. And um, take really good care of yourself. Take good care of your loved ones. And um, yeah, I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, and perhaps you're curious, you want to know more, you want to go deeper, I've created a free masterclass for you to explore. It's called the Vital Goddess Masterclass. And in that masterclass, we go deeper into the concepts that I cover here in the podcast, basically all about reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your unique expression of the sacred feminine, and rebirthing your life at midlife with the Taoist Jade Egg Practice. It's pretty robust. You want to carve out some time to really take in the information, but you can find um, a link to that in the show notes. It's totally free, and I would love it if you check that out. There's a lot there, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it, packed with value. Very robust. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you feel would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. I would so appreciate that as well. I just really feel the world's going to be a better place the more that, um, that we connect as turned on women. And if you happen to be listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, it's never been easier to leave a review. And I would so appreciate it if you did that. And um, it, it's really easy. You just scroll down. You'll see a little place where you can just type in a review. It used to be more complicated, but on the app, they've made it super easy. And that is a way for women to find this podcast, women who need it the most. So if you have the time, it would only take about 60 seconds now with this new situation. You could just scroll down and leave a review. Be so deeply appreciated. 
All right. Bye for now. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. I will catch you next time. Take care.